Welcome back to another episode of Teen It Up with CNB. Uh, we're going to start a little differently than we normally do. Um, obviously, a lot of people watching know what happened uh, in our backyard, and we talk about Michigan State athletics a lot on this podcast. Uh, then I think it'd be remiss if we didn't at least give mention to the uh, tragic events that happened last night. Obviously, three people lost their lives and five more are still fighting for their lives. All students at Michigan State after a mass shooter uh, entered into uh, a building on campus and opened fire, uh, eventually killing himself hours later. Um, you know, it's tough. And it, it's, I, it's been about 24 hours now, and I've kind of had some time to contemplate and you know, it's a little narcissistic to me to say I think uh, I have the answer or I have the solution or I know what the correct answer is because I don't. You know, I'm 23. Uh, I've lived a relatively normal life. I'm no politician. I'm no gun expert, gun anything. Um, but I think it'd be a little ignorant of me or a little, a lot ignorant of me to say that something does need to change. Um, action does need to happen. Um and I don't know what that answer is, but I do know that some that it just can't go on this way. We've had more shootings this year than days in 2023. Um, and it's sad to me, and I'm a little disappointed in myself, that it ha has to happen in your own backyard. Uh, you know, an event that, you know, we both have friends, uh, siblings, friends of siblings, family members that were affected, um, even more interpersonally than we were by this, um, to kind of give rise to these, this um, event in history that's going on right now for the last, you know, decade plus. Um, it's really sad. Uh, and we just wanted to give kind of our thoughts and prayers um, without going too far in depth on the situation. I don't know if you wanted to add anything. No, there's, there's not much more that I could really add that hasn't been said by you, hasn't been said by others. Um, it's just, I mean, what are we doing? Um, I don't have much to say. Um, it, yeah, with that, uh, I know we normally talk about basketball. They killed Ohio State. There's not much to talk about there. Uh, their game is canceled, obviously, due to the events last night um, for tomorrow against Minnesota. Uh, so we're going to kind of leave the MSU talk there uh, for the time being. Uh, we'll get more into it next week. I think they play twice uh, before we next speak. This episode is primarily, and I think we're going to spend a great deal of time with it because it was an awesome game and an awesome experience. And it's, um, we can go into a more positive note on what the Super Bowl was Sunday night, uh, two nights ago from when we're speaking right now. Yep. Um, so starting off, I mean, what a hell of a football game. 38-35, uh, the Chiefs win in the end. One of the better Super Bowls I've seen in recent years. Um, I'm going to start off off the hop. I don't, I know you're not the biggest uh I figured I would start with this because I know you're not the biggest, I don't want to say pop, pop culturally guy. Um, but I was going to start with the commercials for the most part were disappointing. I know that's kind of been the, that's one of the shticks and one of the add-ons to why, what makes the Super Bowl so great is that in the halftime show can attract, you know, the, the most non-football fan of non-football fans the soup to turn on the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if you had anything out of commercials, just a lot of just plain old celebrity endorsements with no kind of creative writing added to it. 
I was actually going to say, um, do we want to talk about the event of the Super Bowl or do we want to talk about the game of the Super Bowl? It seems like we're going to start with the event. I think that's probably better get into the bad or get into the terrible and then get into um, the good. What was, like you said, one of the best Super Bowls that we've all watched. Um, yeah, the commercials were, they were whatever. I mean, during commercial breaks, I was probably looking down at my phone, killing time, texting friends, because like you said, I don't really care much for this. Um there wasn't really anything that was the, I mean, I'm at a point where I think the only couple commercials that I actually remember was the one at the beginning where that dude's where the one guy put the QR code up and said, scan here. And it took you to a Twitter account. Um, and for a lot of people it showed up as inactive because I'm, I'm assuming 50 million people tried, tried QR coding that at the same time. And that site probably crashed. Um, yeah, it's not a and, new phenomenon, though. I feel no, like no. I'm not saying Super it is. Bowl. I'm just yeah. saying, like, strictly what I actually remember. Um, I remember Bradley Cooper and his mom improvising some stupid shit where they were just yeah, ha ha ing Was it T- was it T-Mobile? I I actually don't yeah. remember what they were trying to advertise. Oh, good for them. I mean, that was whatever. Um, I want to say there was an electric car commercial. I want to say it was Dodge. That sure. was a nice innuendo. It was it was deeper in the game. It was like a bit. It was basically like an erectile dysfunction <laughs> commercial, but like for the like electric cars, um, which was a, that one was pretty creative. Um, and it was kind of low key because it was just like you had to get the obviously the 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 normalcy of a erectile dysfunction medicine commercial that like it wasn't like this loud and proud one um it was just a low-key one and like i said it was late in the game yeah um i guess the the last the last thing i want to say strictly about the commercial there's other aspects of the event that i do want to touch on because i think they do need to be mentioned um uh what was it oh the burger king they spent four or five months tormenting the United States with Whopper, 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 Junior Triple, Whopper, 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 and Whopper. Nothing. And they didn't come out with a commercial. I was I was actually amped. I was waiting for some stupid jingle. I was waiting to look up from my phone in disgust. And I was waiting to be pissed off at a Burger King commercial, and it just never came. It was disappointing. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's I don't know, commercial. like... Is it that big that it didn't? They, I wonder. I just this is me hypotheticaling, um, uh, but like, do you think they think thought, wow, it's already that big that why waste the money on it? Or like, maybe, maybe they ran out of money. Maybe they peddled that so many yeah. times yeah. that they Burger King's out of money. I don't know. The the jingle was so creative that they had to pay somebody billions of dollars to create it, to sit down and go whopper, whopper, single, double, triple. Yeah, dude, dude asked for royalties as opposed to an upfront payment. I don't I yeah. mean, there was also, um, kind of continuing with the event, uh, the halftime show, I'll, I'll kind of let you talk more about that. I feel like you'll know more because I spent the halftime show with my back to the, uh, to the TV. I was playing pool with a friend, um, didn't care much for it. I mean, Rihanna's concert sounded great, I guess, to my ears. So I'm sure she was lip syncing, yeah. as they all do. But yeah, is is I'm assuming it's the guy who paid more attention than I did. Uh, I just kind of bring you in on it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It's it was. I don't. I don't know if I want to say underwhelmed because she was like 900 feet in the sky for most of it, and there were like hundreds of people on the field at once. But uh, the solo ones always don't always like you were expect 
obviously the joke was her special guest was that she was pregnant. Um, cool. Uh, pretty. I mean, the Riri fans, I'm sure we're going nuts over that. But I mean, that to me is whatever. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised because obviously she was kind of part of her childhood. So I feel like she was just like the it girl like about 10 years ago. And then maybe about 2014, 2015, it feels like she doesn't really have any new music. But you just forget how she had hit after hit after hit back then. It's weird saying back then in like 2013, but um, it is back then now. Uh, so, yeah, it was impressive. I thought she's good. I was surprised with, like I said, I I knew obviously the basics, but then she kept playing song after song. Uh, another thing was it felt really long. It felt like that whole game in general. I know it's the Super Bowl and it's supposed to be long. The games start, well, I guess they didn't really kick off to like 6.50, but I looked up and it was 8.45 halftime and it was like, it did, wasn't over until 10.45 and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a Sunday night football game that starts at 8 o'clock? No, it was the Super Bowl. Anyways, that's Brianna. Um, I don't really have anything else as far as the pop uh, event of the Super Bowl if you wanted to get into the game. Oh, I actually did ask a little bit more about the event. Oh, okay. Um, I think the Super Bowl is um, – I think I think it sucks. I think the concept of the Super Bowl sucks. Um, this idea that the celebrities need more reasons to parade around on the everyday person, I mean, what, what were the cheapest tickets into that stadium? $10,000? I believe it was like 3800 Great. Um I mean, this, the, the Super Bowl as an event is just your everyday person has been completely priced out. I mean, people talk about how everyday families have been priced out of regular season games and sporting events. I mean. Yeah, but were they ever like really priced into the Super Bowl? Like, I'm, I mean, maybe not into the way we talk about it, but not the way not the way this is. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is me hitting my old man yell at clouds phase of life at the ripe old age of 23. But I, I think the Super Bowl as an event is trash. I don't care much for it. I don't care for what commercials some stupid people on a lot of drugs come up with. I don't care about someone coming out to lip sync. I, I'm, I just a lot watch of drugs. Them. Yeah, I mean, Why I just want to watch a lot of drugs. I just want to watch the end of the football season. I want to watch the culmination of it. And thankfully, the the game itself was phenomenal because that could have been. I, that was, I disagree completely. I love the spectacle of the Super Bowl. I think it gets non-football people watching. Whenever you have something that you know everyone watched and that like you can go in and if we're not going to make Super Bowl Monday a holiday, like I can have something to talk about with everybody because everybody watched, everybody saw. It's just something to talk about, I think. And then like as a big food guy like I am, like you get like dip the dips, chips, desserts, snacks, just going. Uh, it's I just enjoy the setting and being around with a group of people. I enjoy like kind of the setting of the event and like what it all pertains. And I like the socialness uh, that it creates in America as opposed. Uh, yeah. Like I think a lot of the celebrity stuff and like the going to the game is very unreasonable and like not really, a little too commercialized, like you say, a little more extreme words. But overall, I, I, I think I I think I'm gonna take the opposite side as far as enjoying the Super Bowl. I'm not saying, I, yeah, I mean, 
the event, the event I don't enjoy, the game I do. Let's get into it. We've said it not a lot. Let's actually talk about it. That was the um, one of the best Super Bowls that I can remember without question. That's the best Super Bowl since the the Tom Brady Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl in what 2017, 2016. I don't know. I think it was 20. I think it was the the winter of 17. You think so? I mean, if you look at it, the year after was Patriots yeah. Rams trash. Um, Chiefs 49ers, I believe, after that. Or no, no, no. It was okay. It was no was no good. no. It was Patriots Eagles afterwards. Which was good. It was a good it was a good game, but I think it was a lot of uh catch up from New New England as opposed to actual game where everything was kind of different. Um yeah. when uh I mean after that you had Patriots, Rams, Trash Can, Chiefs, 49ers, mid, um Buccaneers, Chiefs, Massacre. Oh right, that was a massacre. Yeah, and then Rams Bengals. Last year was good. Rams Bengals is all right. Yeah, there just wasn't enough scoring in that. Was yeah. it nineteen sixteen or something like I, that? I don't really remember. I mean, just the the game was absurd. It was it was great. Um, now here's my argument why I it was great, but it wasn't like I'm a little like skeptical on how high people have put it. Uh, is and I think this is probably something we should talk about later. But it was the ending. It was just, it, for such a great game, it ended up being such an anticlimactic ending. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, how do we want to go about this? Do we want to just break down the game kind of chronologically as it went on? Do we want to talk about certain aspects of it? Um, yeah, players? I think we can kind of go chronologically as we start, like first drive of the game. Um, I mean, honestly, first drive for both teams. They both – Eagles to go down, 11 plays pretty easy. Uh, then the Chiefs go down and arguably even easier. And it looks like yep. the game was going to go exactly as it did, that neither offense is going to be stopped. And one thing I'll say before we really deep dive into it is, like, I heard someone go, like, it's going to be crazy one day that we're going to sit here, sit around a table and say, remember when Jalen Hurts was favored over Mahomes in a Super Bowl? And I don't know if that's going to be a crazy thing to say anymore because Jalen Hurts – he is he is a dog. He's gonna be his, I I know it's been talked about is specifically in group chats that we are both in that he's gonna take a massive hit next year. And he is because they have 20 free agents and are not gonna be able to bring back a lot of those guys. I think um Jason Kelsey off the top of my head is gonna retire probably. So and I'm sure other guys in the O line are free agents, but I don't see Jalen Hurts going anywhere. Per, like it's I don't think this is necessarily like oh, he was great for a year, he's going to be out, out of the league in three or four years. No, I actually do think he has a long career ahead in the NFL. I think he's a good top five quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I, don't, it may, I don't know if I'd go top five. Maybe I'd say five to seven, five to eight in that kind of second tier range. Um, you mean the three big dogs, the three big young dogs? Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. I'd put Trevor Lawrence ahead of him. Trevor Lawrence, five. Jalen Hurts. Give me him I, over Herbert. I I would probably – I would take him over Herbert. Tyler, you know, I, I, I think Herbert's a fraud. Dead. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll see where we go with it. Uh, I, I do – with the Hurts thing, it was kind of a um, – is poetic the right word? It was it was a very nice thing to watch. Um. 
I've been on the naysayer side. I've always kind of said, oh, so this this is when it falls apart. No, this is when it falls apart. No, this is when it falls apart. And it's funny because it's just it sounds like at some point people just continue to double down. I think I might have finally like fucked that trend, but you saw him get benched at Alabama. Oh, that's Jalen Hurts over. You saw him you, you see him go to Oklahoma. Oh, well, he can't do it because he doesn't have Alabama's pieces. Second in the Heisman. Gets drafted in the second round. Oh, well, he's not an NFL guy. He can't throw. Two years later, he can throw and he can run. He played phenomenally. Outside of the the freak fumble, you could argue he outplayed Mahomes. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say that with like how Mahomes played in the second half. But for the first half, I mean, Jalen Hurts was carrying an offense, carrying the ball. Mahomes was like the only blemish on Mahomes' game was though I think he only threw for 180 yards, and that's because they had the ball for all of what. They, yeah, they didn't touch it. You had the scoop. You had the scoop and score for the touchdown, so they didn't get the, get it there. Yeah, no, it was never in his hands. But I'm just saying. I mean, he played a flawless game. That was something where it's like kudos to him. Um, you shouldn't ever really, in my opinion, you shouldn't ever really have to beat the doubters that much. But he did. Um, I'm happy for him. Philadelphia does have a kind of a bright, stable future. Um, you mentioned a lot of free agents. They do have a lot of free agents, but the salary cap, obviously, as we know, is a myth. So they'll they'll be able to kind of pick and choose who they want to keep. They have high draft picks. They have the Saints pick. They have their own. So Howie Roseman, I've said this with friends. I've said this probably on here. Howie Roseman has built a juggernaut for a while to go. Um, really? See, I think this was it. Like that. I don't I don't see how you keep a team that's as good as this. This is one of the best teams that we've probably seen position for position in the last five years, six years. I mean, sure, but I'm not saying they're going to be the same. I'm just saying they're not. I don't think they are magically going to go back to some eight and eight team. I, I mean, wouldn't you put would... it past them in their division. What, what's in their division that's so scary? You've got. The Giants are going to be a playoff team. The Cowboys are going to be a playoff team. Are the Giants going to be a playoff team? They finished two and ten. They were a playoff team last year. Or this I'm year. just, I'm just saying you, you, I'm, I don't, I'm, yeah, it's tough. Um, you look at, in the end, you look at what they have. I mean, we talk about the defensive line getting older. Jordan Davis is just waiting for Fletcher Cox to retire before he starts playing. Yeah. Um. Like that was got, kind of the strength, though, right? How they could shuffle guy for guy on that yep. defensive line. Yeah, no, they endlessly. Yeah, they're deep. They've they they got the picks to reload. That's I, I think they are going to be one of those teams. The other thing that you have to look at is the NFC blows. Like, yeah, we kind of we yes. strayed. I, I want to get into this later, and we've strayed a little bit too far from the game here. But the NFC blows. Um, yes. Uh, let's see another thing. Um, I guess we might kind of lose the the chronological stuff here because i'm just i'm pulling up some notes and just seeing what i wrote down um i i know i wrote down at the beginning of that game fourth down play calling i thought it might come down to that because anytime the chiefs were in a fourth down situation it was kick a field goal punt it away be conservative meanwhile nick sirianni is out there like dan campbell on steroids it's like line up let's see the qb push let's see the qb push so that's another that's another storyline from the let's that rule has got to go. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. That's that's absurd. I mean, you can't stop it. No, um, you can't I don't stop know. it. It's like not like not like it's like 
it's not no football. fan value. It look, it's no, it's no fun to watch them just get pushed. Like it's, it, it takes away an, a subjective rule, like forward progress. It makes it even more subjective because when does forward progress end? If, if a, one of the other 10 guys in the field can just push someone forward, it yep. never does because there will always be someone to push him forward. Yep. So forward progress would never end according to that, that rule, letting that rule be a, a thing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I hope this is the first rule change they look at or not look at the first rule change they go after. And I don't know how you have to phrase this because I'm sure teams will do what they when They should be doing this. They should be looking for loopholes. But yeah, that's, that's stupid. I don't know if you saw, I think it was, was it, was it Chris Jones where he tried jumping over the pile and yeah. he actually met Jalen Hurts in the air. The only issue is this Chris Jones is in the air. So his legs are not on the ground to be able to push. Yeah. So yeah, I met you, but within a half second now, now I'm on my back because I'm in the air. I have no leverage. Right, you can't right, stop yeah. it. You can't stop right. it. So I, I hope that rule is gone. Um, and you said it's, no, no. Forget about uh, the four progressing. You, I think the fan value is very important. Fourth down is some of the most exciting play calling there is. It's how are they going to line up in a trick play? Are they going to line up with the power? And you're just sitting there with some stupid. Oh, I'm going to lay down here. Let's go get my defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. He's going to line up as a running back, and he's going to push yeah. Jalen Hurts. It, it's. I will it's, say though, to make the counter argument for the other side is this new wave of football with analytics has given us so many more of those exciting fourth down plays because teams are not afraid to go for it as mm-hmm. they maybe would have when I first started watching football, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago when it felt, felt like fourth and one and you were still punting no matter what, where now you get guys in their own end on fourth and one and it's it's a no-brainer we're going for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like on the other end, it's like the fan complaining of just punt fests we got you this new wave of football that leads to these plays. So now you're complaining the other side, like that it's too much. And it's like, that would be the counter. I don't agree with that, but that that's kind of the counter to, to the argument that we're both making. I mean, I, I see the argument, but too much is too much when you're running a football play. That's not a football play. It's a right. rugby scrum. Why don't, why don't I go get somebody a hockey stick and he can go beat the shit out of a quarter trying to guard him. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> the wrong sport. I mean, it's it's not right. football. So right. um I, I hope that rule's gone. Um I mean I'm I'm again I'm looking down at the notes. Um some of those bang bang calls were insane. The Devontae Smith catch no catch. Um yep. the the kind of that karma for what is it, two, three weeks ago now when they played San Francisco. Yeah. The Dallas Goddard bobble helmet, toe down, toe up. That one I didn't mean, make sense to me. No, I, I, I didn't just, see it. I just think it's crazy how we always see whack stuff like this in a Super Bowl. I mean, I can, I can still picture um, Patriots-Falcons where Brady throws the pass. I think it was to Edelman. And it's it's triple-covered, ball kind of hits a corner's leg. It's yeah. about to go on the ground, and yeah. Edelman just looks up. He's like, oh, cool, let me grab that. Like, uh, you that was the last like, drive of the game, no? I, I don't remember when it happened. I just know the play, but it's just – it's absurd the level of bang-bang stuff the NFL manages to put in the script. Um, it's crazy. Um, yeah, another one is the Devontae Smith no-catch catch. It was also – I'm not sure. I think it might have also been Devontae Smith. Uh, the catch, no-catch that they the Chiefs would have recovered for a touchdown. Yep, yep. That's uh, 
What were your thoughts on that? Um, I actually thought they got that wrong too, personally, because I think I think when you turn, uh, those listening can't see my actions. When it, Mike Pereira kept saying on the other plays, and then especially that one, that you have it's it's this third step, it's this third movement, basically. To me, when I hear a football play, though. Like when I when he squares up to face the guy, I know he I know he's not taking a step to, towards anyone or making that extra move, but shifting towards one, even if it's just with your chest, to me is a football move. You're facing the way you want to go with the ball in your possession. I can get behind that. Um, yeah, that's one of those where I could have seen it go either way. Yes, you didn't have a third step, but as you just described, I I actually think I might agree with you in the sense that. If you are squaring up, that should be considered a football move because you're not squaring up for no reason. You're squaring up to get more yards because because the fastest way to get more yards is to run forward. Right. And you need to make sure you're facing forward. So I think you just have to define a football move better, in my yes. opinion, because like, they, they if it's a will. third step, it's a third step. But to me, a football move is something you are doing with the ball in your possession to go forward, whether that's a step turning whether that's turning your head with the ball i i think just think football move needs to be defined more clearly completely agree um do we want to get to the ending um yeah i mean let's start with like halftime chiefs down 10 halftime adjustments and half-time, then it just halftime halftime steroids for mahomes half-time, sorry to cut you off but yeah mahomes did every single drug known to man uh He's probably still like I saw in interviews on Instagram from at at uh, Disney World. He's probably still got the giggles from all the drugs they gave him on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that was um, no, that was a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Um, let, let's get to the ending. We'll get. I think we'll. I, I kind of want to talk about him afterwards. Um, thoughts? Um, you want to you want to get the first word on it? Yeah, I kind of go back and forth with this. As someone that was rooting for the Chiefs, I think it's super easy for me to say, well, technically it is a penalty, and it's how the game – if you would have called it in the first quarter, you should have called it in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. That's just technically speaking how refereeing refereeing should be. It's consistent. It's the same on play one and play 75. Um, on the other hand, I did think the defensive holding was a weak call for the to be the end of the game, for that to be able to allow the Chiefs to then, you know, drain out the clock and get this last second field goal. I mean, he's got his hand on his back, but I don't really know how much it affects the actual route he runs, especially where the ball was. I'm not, and it was so early in the play. I know that's kind of the point of defensive holding as opposed to pass interference, but I really don't know if it dictated his route enough to be called. On the other hand, and here's where my final landing is, as I've kind of gone on a tangent as I usually do. Uh, the guy admitted the guy admitted that it was a hold. So yep. I think technically speaking, I'm going to take the very literal meaning of a hold. It was a penalty. And it should have been called. Therefore, I agree. I think uh, I'm in the same exact boat. It sucks that that's how it happened, but it was the right thing to do. Um, I think one thing where you make a very valid point is if it's a penalty in the first, it's a penalty in the seventh or whatever whatever period you want to define it as. 
that's something where I hate the concept and like this is more so a basketball than football thing, but I hate the concept of a makeup call where the officials are like, right, oh, right. like, oh, I got this one wrong, so I'm gonna intentionally get one wrong to even it out. No, just do your job. Mm-hmm. Just do your job. I, I hate the concept of makeup call. Um I I I don't really want to do more of that just because like I said, it is more basketball. We're focusing on the Super Bowl here, but um yeah. uh, it's you say, yeah, Bradbury admits it and comes out. Hey, man, I, I did, in fact, grab him. I thought I could get away with it. And, yeah, there's there's guilt. The one thing I liked from the from the Eagles players was there was no um, there was no yeah. blaming him. There was no, oh, there was no crying to mommy and daddy when the big brother punches back. There was – it was just, hey, man, we gave up 38 points. Hey, man, we didn't force a punt all game, I'm pretty sure. Hey, Second man. Half, yeah. Did they punt in the first half? Mm-hmm. They might have one punt. Yeah, we we didn't punt. We didn't force a punt in the second half. We blew a ten point lead. There was no yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. so that was nice to see. Um, yeah, the and it's also like sorry to cut you off. To me, I hate that this argument that it's like it didn't decide the game because. They still – I know they would have had a minute and 30 with two timeouts to go down and get a field goal, but it's like they still would have had to go out and do it, right? And they they were not exactly firing in the second half. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I agree with that. Um, they had, what, 11 points in the second half? Yep, yeah. Yeah, so they, they were certainly running on fumes on – Another strategy I think we should go into as we're kind of at the end of the game, when the Chiefs go up by seven, why don't you go for two there instead of go for one and get eight? Are you saying why don't they or why would they? Why why don't why not go for two? They went for one to go up eight, yeah. but why not go for two? Because they're not going to go for two if you're up by seven. They're going to tie the game regardless. So I I said the same thing. I know I texted I think in our group that um told friends that this that we were at at the party with. I was like, hey, you just scored this touchdown. Go make it a two possession game. I've I've right. always clamored for this. I know I've said this for a fact. Michigan Michigan State last year in football, we won that game because Jim Harbaugh was too much of a bitch to go for two at one point and make it a three possession game. Um, and I think it was the same thing. I, the, the value of a possession, in my opinion, shouldn't be valued as a possession, should be valued as time. If you steal a possession at some point and me make it so they have to give the ball back to you, you're opening up the possibility of killing 10, 10 minutes on the clock between you going down and doing what you need to do and them coming back up. I, I completely agree. That's something where maybe that's the next evolution of analytics is when they sit there and they're thinking to themselves, well, what do we do now? How can we how can we further increase our chances? And the only counter argument I can ever really come up with that for when I'm when when I'm trying to re- reason why te- more teams don't try and add possessions instead of making it a a touchdown and two point conversion game is on the off chance you don't get it and they score, they can turn around and hit you with a two two point uh try to take the lead. Now that would require a lot of balls for a team that's losing to do that because you're not you're not in the position of being able to play with fire because you're losing. Right. 
So that's the only piece I've ever thought to myself that can kind of counter that. And but I think that I, I think the how... better argument. I think the better argument though is for your argument though for the counter of not going for it is that they might go for two. I think the better argument is the more simple one in that it's like, well, you go up eight, they got they got to get two. Two is a lot harder yep. to get than one. I think that's the better argument than as opposed to the off chance they decide to go for two. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is what it is. That's that's something where I think we're on the same page. Um, okay, good. But yeah, no, we are. I, I would have gone for two. I'm just saying that the only counter I could, I've ever come up with for why someone wouldn't is because they allow themselves to get knockout punched back without having a response. When you're up by eight, you have a you have two responses. You can stop them during the drive. You can stop them during the during the conversion. But when but if you do that and they score, front row. Um, yeah. Um, what you want to get into some Patrick Mahomes all time status because <laughs> I I do I think you have to talk about it. Yeah, of course. I mean, five years, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowls. Um, four. Is it all five AFC championships? All five AFC championships. All five four hosted. All five hosted. Right. That was the first time they've ever worn the whites in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, Mahomes has been quarterback, not in franchise yeah, history. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, that's that's absurd. I know. I know. This debate started after they won their first Super Bowl. Or maybe they lost the second one, and it was like, "Well, is he is he a first ballot Hall of Famer yet?" And like at the time, it was premature. I no longer think that's a premature argument to have. Um, if you look at the uh, list, yeah, I agree. If you look at the list of quarterbacks who've done what he's done, he might not have the longevity as some of those other guys, but he has more accolades. I mean, you could say, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers has been greater for longer." Show me, show me two Super Bowls. You can't. Aaron Rodgers never got back. Um, how many MVPs did Tom Brady win? Brady three or four? I have no idea. Um, so what's the number for you to actually for him to? Because he's gonna, I think he's going to be in the Brady conversation. Oh, hundred percent. He's not right now. No, he's a Hall of Famer right now. If he died, yeah, no, he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback at the moment. He's not in the Brady conversation. Um, so where is the Brady conversation? Would, uh, one more MVP and two Super Bowls? No. Brady's got it's, Brady's got seven. So it's set. So it's seven. It's I'm not seven saying it's got to be seven because like. But when does it begin? The conversation. Five. Five. Because there's I only think, one other guy that's gotten four, right? Yeah. Joe no, Montana. I, yeah, but Montana's no longer in that discussion. Um, I think I, I I say five because of this. Um. Yes, Brady might – let's say he gets to five. You could make the argument that Patrick Mahomes made plays that Tom Brady could never make. Right. And I know that's that's the argument that I've used and other people have used for Aaron Rodgers for so long. Yep. But Patrick Mahomes' ability to do that will, will have also translated to more victories if he gets to five. If you're doing all this crazy stuff and you only win one Super Bowl, we have to start looking about what kind of crazy stuff are you really doing. Right. But if you do it and you get and you win five – at some point, I would be willing to shed two Super Bowls if it means that I'm looking at an objectively better player. Yeah, okay. So five. All right. I think that's I, I, th- I think five is where you look. Get another MVP under the belt. 
get get a get get four or five five Super Bowls, and I think that's when you can enter the conversation, and that's when you'll kind of have the 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 LeBron Michael Jordan debate of football quarterbacks, the the old school guys, the new school guys. Yeah. Well, that's my thing too. Is like uh, the thing with Mahomes is right now you can you can genuinely say like he does things that you have just never seen before. Yeah. Like he just makes these special plays and these special passes. He's also fairly mobile and can get away and scramble. Like he does so many things, but then it's also like it's the era argument where like Tom Brady was great for his era. Yeah. He wasn't quite the athlete athletic or making the crazy funky looking throws that Mahomes is doing, but for his era, he did very special things. And you said yeah. similar things about him for the era of whatever you want to say, 15 years ago. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. Um, if you, if, if I had to put him right now, all time, I would say we're talking up 10. Yeah, I was going to say maybe that five to seven range where I kind of talked about it. Um, so gonna... me, off the top of my head, Brady, Peyton Manning. Montana. Montana. Um... Ooh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, this is not good at all. <laughs> Why am I thinking of really good – I can't think of any – like how many? Did I, mean, names I, mean, I think. I mean, so I can bring up Elway, Elway, and Aikman. I just don't know if like that's something. Okay. Steve Young. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it is so hard with the yeah, like the accolades are already there. Like as far as like with the guys that the accolades are also there with, like what sets them ahead of him right now is they also played for whatever yeah, ten longevity. more years, yes. right? So he. he yeah, like they have the same amount of accolades as him in those fifteen years, as opposed to five. But it's like they've they got did. triple the quadruple the yards, yep. quadruple the touchdowns, like, and that's just really not even a fair comparison to even make at this well, point. That, I think that's 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 an incredible point. Um, I know some people, especially when you get online and you start losing rationality because people are hiding behind the screen, it's like, well, he hasn't played that long yet. Well, then let him play that long. Why does right. why do you why do you have to sit here and throw him above somebody else right now? Let him finish his career. Let him move further into his career. Let him start catching greats and passing yards and touchdowns and rating and this and that and this and that, and then start having the conversation. No one's saying this just because he hasn't done it for long enough yet. He's not going to be right yeah it's just the impatience of people online needing to have something too there's always got to be a b to an a and an x to a y like this it's just always got to be that in people's brains they literally have you know two chromosomes wow um yeah I don't I guess, know if that, that comparison even made sense. I don't even know chromosomes well enough in science. So don't take that as a good comparison, people, because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Did that make sense? Uh no, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm I'm looking down notes. I have a couple other things. Um first of all, the uh that vaunted Eagles defense, which was the, supposedly the greatest thing ever. I think we talked about it last week, the 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 pumpkin patch of quarterbacks they played against to get to Mahomes. Right. And Mahomes absolutely exposed them. Um I don't think they sacked him. Uh, you shout out the old line. Yeah. The, the corners didn't know where they were. They they scored with Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore on the same exact play. 
Um, and there was just no one within twenty yeah. yards. Oh, it was it was it's insane. Um, so I just think that uh that leads me into my point where this gap between the NFC and AFC for the foreseeable future, because those franchise quarterbacks aren't going anywhere, is going to be stupid. Yeah, and it's uh this is this is an even more rational thought. And it got me thinking after the Super Bowl, well, the Eagles are going to lose a lot. They're not going to be – they'll be good, but they won't be the same. The 49ers are going to have their own quarterback stuff to deal with. Trent Williams is getting up there in age. Like, he's, he's they're he's not going to be the same team. So, he's, he's got – I think they got one or two more years for the 49ers specifically with this kind of current roster they're looking at. And it really got me thinking, and it got me so, so stupidly excited. I genuinely sat there in the armchair I was sitting in, and I was playing armchair God, I think. Not just armchair quarterback, I was playing armchair God. And I was picturing sitting there a year from that day and watching the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl, and I thought they are only a move or two away with the state of the NFC from that being a very, 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 very is is a stretch. From reasonable. that being re- reasonable thing to say, not I, irrational. No, I I agree. Um, the one thing that does scare me a little bit is the learning curve. Right. Um, nobody goes into the playoffs for the first time in their life and walks through everyone. I'm sure that again, I'm sure there's been an example, but it doesn't happen. Um, I will say, like Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. The leader of your team has has been there. Yeah, but he put up half a point. I understand Brandon Cooks died and Todd Gurley's knees fell off a cliff, but um, he, he put up three points in that Super Bowl. So let's not pretend like this is some uh, this he is some guy. No, yeah, again, I I'm not I'm not I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that there is a learning curve. You got to show up, beat the the team, and learn what it, it feels like to lose, and learn what it takes to beat that team. Um. You look at the Chiefs with getting by the Patriots or getting through the AFC. Um, I mean, you look at the Bengals as as an electric of a run as they went on last year. Um, They still ended up falling short to a a better, more prepared, more battle-tested Rams team. It's just one of those where when it's your first time, it's your first time, and we got to get there. I would love to sit there, play in a divisional, maybe a conference championship run. Obviously, I'd love to play for a Super Bowl. I just think that we got to focus more on getting the exposure, the experience in those moments when the national TV is on, when you're the only game playing, when you've got the heightened uh, media coverage, when you're not just hiding in forward field on a one o'clock game with, I'd say Greg Olson on the call, but Greg Olson's phenomenal. So, it's another storyline. At least he'll get one more year in that seat because it sounds like uh, Brady wants to not do the announcing like right off the hop. Yep. So if you had to guess, where are the Lions and Super Bowl odds for next year? Seven. Uh, they're eighth. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've guess. seen. No, I, I've I've seen that. I've seen the. Uh, I've seen the data points. Yeah, I mean, there's only two NFC teams with higher odds or lower odds. I mean, it's gonna Do be Eagles. It's gonna be Eagles 49ers. Oh, there's three. There's the Rams? Cowboys are the Cowboys are oh. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't I guess I don't hate it. Um realistically they have the Ravens ahead of us too. And I think yeah, who's I mean, ahead besides, of us? Can you can you uh, run through that? Yeah, 
Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals, Cowboys, Ravens, us. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I, other than the, take out bank, bank, Cowboys because they'll, they'll never win, and Ravens because I think who knows what Lamar's situation. Oh, actually, I lied. We have the same odds as the Ravens. Well, so tied for seventh. Hey, also, the Chargers a, have the same odds. Hey, this is going to be an electric. I'm talking an absolutely electric time to be a Detroit Lion fan. Um, I'm going to put a future on the Lions right now on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um wow. I, that's that's some that's some brazenness. I support it. Um at twenty-five to one. There you go. Uh, how much should it be? I mean I wouldn't donate more than five dollars to the sports book. Six dollars and eighty nine cents. Don't put all of it in there. I have sixteen dollars in my account. Don't don't put like three in. Just three? for like don't, you don't only win $75. I don't care. You're donating it anyway. We're not winning the Super Bowl next year. I'll do four to win $100. If you're donating four. Um... Oh, another storyline we have to talk about. Chiefs win. My parlay, sta- my parlay <laughs> is two for two. <laughs> the, yeah, but the, the Tar Heels are going. Yeah, what's your cash out option since you've got the thing open? What's your cash out option? Is, I still is, don't is, have a cash out option. I think I need to win one or two more before they even give me. <laughs> I think if you get North Carolina as things stand, I think that you're going to see a cash out option. <laughs> if, if I got North Carolina, that would be wild. Let's see how. <laughs> Last podcast when we were talking about them, they they were losing to like Georgia Tech or somebody. Yeah, but down by sixty. They ended up coming back in that game. Thanks for coming. So as it currently sits, UNC is sixteen and ten. God damn, they're worse than state. So I'm <laughs> assuming they're like a they're like a nine or ten seed right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna support it. They were an eight seed last year. They made the run. True. Uh, we we want to wrap this up. Maybe uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. You can be on my be real to so that we wrap this up. Smile. All right. How did how get, adorable. Did you get Tim's name in that? Yeah. Does it say Tim Florian Grice and then just it does my yeah. face? Lovely. But yeah, no. Um as if it was a good, good little Super Bowl discussion, I think this will end up being a little shorter than most of the other episodes, which isn't the worst thing. We're only we're only talking about that one thing. Um I think for the next couple of weeks, maybe we'll I mean, we'll talk off air. We'll figure out how we want to fill it up. I'm thinking a Detroit Lions season recap in depth, players, situations, needs, whatnot is going to be a must, whether that's next week or in the near future, so be it. But we'll we'll keep hammering out that content. We'll uh we hope you enjoy it. If you do, let us know. Counter, last words. I don't get any and go cheese. Your camera just completely cut out, but oh well. Go cheese. Really? Can you hear me at least? Yeah. Oh you're still recording. I am.